Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 65 and we're super excited to be here with you today. Um, We are currently in a series within a series. So the overarching series was about hearing from God and then um, we moved into a mini series for the last five episodes of it to talk about um, ways to receive what you've been asking God for, basically. Not ways to receive, ways to hear. No, that's no, not it either. Right. Receive, but it's not not like, things, not stuff. Junk <laughs> Thank you. I'm asking. like, no, this ways is not right. Ways to receive the BMW you've been praying for. Yes, no, not that. Not that. Ways not to at receive all. the guidance. That as you soon were as I said it, for. I was like, oh, heresy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no. not to say that we don't ask God for things because right. we do. Right. But the vast majority of our prayers are, they are, and they and they should be centered around guidance from right. God. Right. Right. And so not just fix this, get me out of this, give me some stuff. Right. But it should be more in line with, because um, what that is, is that wants things from God and not God. Yes. And so when we talk about guidance from God, we want him, not his stuff. Yes. Right. And so most of what we're asking for, if you look at it, if you really pay attention to your prayers, what what we really pray for and what we should be praying yes. for more is guidance from God. Yeah. So and this so, is ways to receive the guidance you've been asking for yes, from God. Exactly. Hopefully that makes sense because yes. everything I was going for was like, no. Yeah, no. we've broken it down into like five pieces and these five episodes have all been pretty short. And if I'm not mistaken, unless we change it up, this will be the last one in the sort of hearing from God yeah. series, right? This so we'll be talking this episode. 10 episodes or so about... And then we also had a teaching series about it at, at our church, mm-hmm. at Union Church. Um, you can see that stuff at unionchurch.co if you want to. We called it How to Hear from God. But mm-hmm. So it was basically like 15 weeks if you take the teaching series plus yes. um, the, uh, the podcast on the fact that you and I have the ability to talk to um, and hear from God. And we sometimes we would just say that that's in prayer, right? So we, but but the idea is that that you, there's a conversation that's happening, and that can happen all the time between us and the Creator of the universe, which is beautiful. Um, but we've been talking through a lot of stuff on how to do that and trying to make it as applicable as possible. So yeah. um, we rolled into these, and these are all short, yes. right, Chloe? So these, these are yeah, these are mini episodes. What we're yeah. calling bite-sized pieces because they're about half of the length, typically about half the yeah. length of our normal episodes, which are like forty-five minutes ish. These are running about 20 minutes. Yes, yeah, so. so we've been knocking these out pretty quickly. So this is the last one. So let's yeah. let's set up the whole last one. Oops, I just had a coffee burp on, <laughs> on the podcast. Anyway, see, it's, the messy it's walk. just the way it goes, man. You got a microphone in front of you and you go push the button and just get what you get. Yeah, anything so, can happen. Right. So Chloe and I could start over or we just push through. We're going to push through. <laughs> push um, <it> through. <laughs> uh, let's see, when you name your podcast messy, you can get away with a lot. You can do whatever right? you want. Exactly. Um, so... We what we what we were doing is we were going okay. So we talked about how to ask from God. That was one one episode. How to ask God for guidance. Mm-hmm. And so you got to get yourself ready if you're going to ask. And then what we said mm-hmm. was as well. All right, we need to make sure we talk through how to receive it. And so what we've done is we've come up with five dubs. 
Chloe, that's the modern five language. Dubs. But the dub stands dubs. for, for those of you that are old like me, dubs stands for W's. Yes. Right? Five so the dubs. five W's of receiving this wisdom from God that you've been asking for. And so um, we are not just coming up with this stuff randomly. Um, this is not some self-help, new age mess, right? This is not five ways to do it and we got it off of Google. This is straight from some scripture, a small piece of scripture um, in the Old Testament um, called the book of Habakkuk. And in that, there's only three chapters. Habakkuk is a minor prophet in the Old Testament, three chapters long, really easy to read through, pretty powerhouse, though, a couple of chapters. And what we see in this is a prescription. And so what happens in chapter one is the prophet writes down right these six questions that he's asking God, so these specific things that he's asking. And then in chapter two, you start to see, really in the first two verses, you start to see this the W's pop up, this mm-hmm. method for actually receiving um, this guidance that you specifically asked God for, right? So we're under the assumption right now that you and I are, as we're praying, asking specific questions of God mm-hmm. on guidance, like, God, what should I do in this situation? Should I take this job or not? Um, what's my next step here? Yeah. God, how should I forgive this person? Um God, how would you have me to, so, you know, how, how would you have me to forgive this person? Like, you know, all these pieces, right? So what you see in chapter two is you see in all, in the first two verses, you see these W start to pop up that give you this, what to do. So the first one was uh, withdraw, and that was to get away. And you'll see this in Habakkuk chapter two, verse one, if you want to read it. We won't read it to you right now. We're going to read you chapter three, verse two in a minute, but mm-hmm. um Withdraw, which means to get away from all the distractions and the noise of the world. So first thing you do, if you want to receive guidance from God, you have got to cut out the noise around you. So you've got to withdraw a little bit, right? Withdraw, make some space. Make some space, get rid of some external noise and distractions, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you got to turn off your phone and you got to get away from people. And this doesn't have to be like long term. When I talk about like you got to take a prayer retreat every time you pray, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we actually gave a cool example of this um, when we first talked about it. I think it was with withdrawal when we talked about um, John and Charles Wesley's mother, Susanna. It's a mm-hmm. cool one. So anyway, you can go back and look at that. I think yes. it was episode 61. 61, so, yep. yep. Um, and then next is you wait. Right, mm-hmm. and the idea of waiting is a little different than withdrawal. So withdrawal is getting rid of all the noise outside, right? Waiting is calming down yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna you're gonna realize that I'm I want God to speak, and I'm gonna sit here, and I'm gonna get my mind calm. I'm gonna get my body calm, and then so that's withdrawal. Then wait. Then third is watch, and then you're going to actually pay attention with your spiritual senses, not just your physical senses. Because if you're sitting there going, all right, I want to receive God speaking to me. Well, is he going to speak to you audibly out loud? Probably not. I mean, I'm not limiting God, but I'm just saying probably not. It's less likely. Less likely. <laughs> very, very less likely. So what instead is it's going to be is you're going to watch, which means that it's not just waiting to hear something that God typically speaks through these mental pictures or mm-hmm. visions or, you know, you can you kind of hear it and see it at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So it's like hearing something um, in a soul level is what we're talking about, but that typically comes through a mental picture of some sort, right? So we're watching. And then the fourth one that we see happening in this verse is we write. And so when you go into verse 2 of chapter 2, you see um, Habakkuk, God speaks back, and then he writes. And so, mm-hmm. by the way, he's been writing the whole time, though. So this is this idea of... Um, journaling, right? Like prayer journaling, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. People tend to journal a lot more for Bible study than they do for prayer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think it's more profound and probably a better spiritual discipline in our lives to journal prayer than it is to journal Bible study. Because mm-hmm. um, what ends up happening in the Bible study is if you don't watch, and we just talked about this at Easter, what ends up happening is, is you jot down facts, right? Which are true and biblically true, but you miss the vulnerability of it speaking directly to you. Yeah. Um, but sometimes now when you're journaling like your Bible study, you will write down how this makes you feel or what this is saying to you. That's more akin to the real, the real discipline that changes things. So, mm-hmm. in other words, what you see Habakkuk doing is he writes down these prayers. That's how we have. That's how we have chapter one, right? He writes down these specific questions, and then you write down the answers. So you write down what God's saying back to you. Yeah. I mean, that idea of writing it down does a lot of things for us. We covered that in the last episode. And so you've got four dubs so far: withdraw, wait, watch, and write. Mm-hmm. And then today we're going to get to the last one, which you see. Um, in chapter 3, verse 2, Chloe's going to read that. Yes. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2, you're going to see the fifth W. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in all of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, and our time make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. So what's he doing here? He, he, he's thanking God for speaking to him, mm-hmm. right? So God, I, I see your fame. Like I... You're awesome, all. right? Yeah. I stand in all, right? And so the 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 fifth W is worship, mm-hmm. right? That you're going to worship. Now we tend to leave this part out of our prayer life a lot, yeah. Um, especially when God speaks to us, because when He gives us the answer, and maybe you maybe you're doing this right. Maybe you got to the fourth dub <laughs> and you wrote it down, and then you immediately go. Okay, I got to get on this, right? right. He just answered me. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> I got to figure this out, you right? Just you just kind of yeah. like high five him and roll on. And so the, the fifth the fifth one here is to worship. You're going to thank God. You're going to be in awe of God for mm-hmm. speaking to you. Um, and so when you received his loving response, um, you asked this question, you, you've heard this answer in your mind, and you've written it down so that you know it and you can test it and all those things we talked about last time. Um, if that has happened then it's going to make you want to love the Lord more and draw you closer to him. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you want to love him more, which ends up leading into worship. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, this is a really important step and I fail at this one a lot. So I I have found that I can um, like, I won't do well on this for a while. And then I'll be like, I need to withdraw, right? I need to, I gotta get away. Right. And I'll shut those things down. And then, then I'll struggle with the waiting because I got to shut my mind off. Then I'll start to get that right. And then I will realize that God's going to speak to me, in in sort of a mental picture the cool thing about the watch part is that if you get withdrawal and you get weight right you, you watch usually comes pretty naturally yeah um and then sometimes i'll write it down sometimes i won't but then this worship part i just check out on right i i've heard from him i heard what he need to say and so now i got to struggle with whether i'm gonna obey it or not whether <laughs> i'm gonna do it right. right and so we were talking about earlier like god gives you this answer and you're like oh wow it should lead to worship mm-hmm. oh man god this is so awesome. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you for giving me this guidance, this wisdom or whatever. But then Chloe said, when we were talking through it, she was like, but what if, you remember what you said? Yeah, I said, but what if it's not what you want to hear? It might be yeah. a little harder. I'd be like, wowza. <laughs> like, Love you, God. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I lift your name on high. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and maybe that's what causes some of this. Because I think if I'm going from a personal prayer life and if I look back through prayers that you see in scripture, the answer is not typically what I thought it was going to be. Mm. The answer is not typically what I wanted it to be. It may be close to it, but it's never, it never really seems to be exactly what I wanted, um, which makes sense because 
I'm not God. Right. And probably if I knew exactly what to do and I was certain about it being what God was, I wouldn't be praying about it in the first place. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I think that most of it is not him giving you what you want anyway. But here's here's the bigger picture. Regardless, the God of the universe just spoke to you. Yeah. Right. And so no matter what he said back, which typically his answer is not exactly what you thought it would be anyway. Yeah. No matter what he said back, the God of the universe spoke to you. It's and so deal. your worship to him is not how good he answered your question, right? right? Or how, how well that worked out for you. Yeah. The worship back is, is that the God of the universe is communicating with me. Mm-hmm. He's having a relationship with me. He's, he's not leaving me out in the cold. He's replying to me. Yeah. Um, he's, he's available to me. He's, he's personal and yet humongous. At the same, he's in he's in everywhere and every place all the time. This big sense of God's, you know, uh, <clears throat> the the we talked about this in the theology thing, and I've been saying it constantly to myself: the incomprehensibility of God, mm-hmm. like we can't even grasp um, who He is, and yet He's having this personal little conversation with me over here, withdrawn and waiting and watching. And I, who am I, right? And so it's this idea that even if it's not what you wanted to hear. It should still drive worship regardless because God is speaking to you, you know, yeah. and I think that's pretty huge. Yeah. Um, what's happening in this is this worship part turns prayer from a monologue into a dialogue, into a conversation. And so we, we are tempted for our prayers to just be monologues, right? We say a monologue to God. Right, you know what a monologue is, right? Yes. Monologue is just one person talking. Like a yeah. monologue, those things that they made you remember in school when they forced you to read some Shakespeare, right? And so you had to, to you had to read. Ha- you had to- <laughs> <laughs> All of us weren't. You know those moments where they made you um, remember Hamlet, right? Mm-hmm. To be or not to be—that is the question, right? Those pieces where we had to remember a monologue, or, mm-hmm. or if you were in college and you were forced to take a public speaking class, which nobody <laughs> that I ever talked to ever loves that except for me. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, but that's just because I like to talk in public. Um, everybody else <laughs> hates it. By the way, side note, um, speaking in public, more people are fearful of speaking in public than they are of dying. So, That's so think about this. Think about this. When you go to a funeral, the person up front talking is more scared of talking than they are of being the person in the casket. <laughs> it's crazy. That is wild. Like, like, that's the high percentage. But anyway. That's insane. Anyway, um, monologues are you speaking. So right. our prayers typically look like a monologue. We speak. And then what we do is we wait for God's monologue. Mm-hmm. And then God speaks. And then we just kind of end conversation. What this worship does, what this fifth W does, is it turns it into a dialogue. Now mm-hmm. it's, I spoke to you, you spoke back to me, I'm speaking back to you, right? I'm worshiping back to you. Mm-hmm. And it's making this conversation, which is what is what is intended of us in our relationship with God in the first place. He wants intimacy with you. You cannot have intimacy without communication. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a relationship without communication, right? It's yeah. no, it just doesn't happen. If you're in a relationship right now with somebody and y'all don't speak, you ain't in a relationship, or and you're going it's gonna end real fast. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's not a relationship, right? And so that's why you know you following somebody famous online and and being on their Instagram thread does not make you in a relationship with that person, right? Even though you can know what they ate and who they dated and where they went and where they're traveling you to, you don't know them. You don't know them, right? right? You just know some stuff that they've right. thrown out publicly, 
And so this whole idea of worship really changes this dynamic into a dialogue, a conversation. It brings in the intimacy. And what it will do is I think that it will immediately turn your prayer life into anticipation of the next time. Right, it turns it because the, the key is here is that it's not just once every two weeks when we decide we need to ask God specific questions that we do, and then we go through the five W's so that we hear the specific specific answer, and then two weeks later when we're in some sort of problem again, we do it all over again. What's supposed to be is some sort of it's supposed to be an ongoing, intimate, always conversation. Right, take everything to the Lord in prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Right, mm-hmm. so the idea is is that this worship piece keeps the conversation going, mm-hmm. right? Because you worship back to God, that's you drawing near to him. He promises to draw near to you, and now it's this more ongoing conversation. It's where you don't go amen and end it, yeah. right? And so it just kind of sets that – I mean, it's a little harder to grasp, I guess, but not really. It sets up this whole idea of that. Um, yeah. So what I think we should do in the last few minutes, because we're going to do this one pretty short. How are we at right now? 16 minutes. Yeah, we got like four. Right. And so let's talk through real fast. We'll put Chloe on the spot for a minute. <laughs> Um, in something that's hard to explain. Yeah. Let's put on the spot of, well, if we're supposed to turn into worship, then what is worship? Hmm. So what do you, th- what do we, th- when we say the word worship in our current context of 21st century, you know, Christianity, mm-hmm. when we say the word worship, what do we think of? Immediately that first 30 minutes of church on Sunday. <laughs> like everybody's brain goes there. Yes. My brain goes there, even though I know that's not it. That's not all of it. My brain goes there just because like part yeah. of the job, part of weekly life. You it know? just goes immediately to singing some songs, yeah. right? Yeah. Whether that's hymns for you in your context yeah. or whether that's stuff for us, like worship music in our context. Right. And we still do some hymns. Right. Um, you know, that's what we end up thinking of. Right. But so why, why do we think of it that way? Because we call it the worship part of the service. And I mean, it is it is an aspect of worship. You know, that's like musically re- responding to who God is. I remember actually when we were talking about this, we did a series back in fall called Worship. Now worship is worship. like... Worship. Right, worship, yeah. yeah. W-A-R. <laughs> Sounds like you're just super Southern. Ship. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> War, W-A-R, ship. But during that series, we did a video. We like asked a bunch of different people, like, what is worship to you? And my response was something that I've feel like just always stuck with me when I've in my years about learning about like what is worship really it's not just that first 30 minutes my response was like that worship is response to who God is and what he's done and it's not just limited to the musical aspect but when we realize who God is and what he's done it affects so many different areas of Mm -hmm. our lives Adam's response was worship is life worship is life which is also I mean it's accurate too it's like a mixture Um, but that was where my brain went I don't know why our brains really like we're so attuned to the idea of it's just the music. At well, the I beginning. think it's because of what the what the music did or what it does. Yes, right. So because like, it does it like the music does invoke like a sense of like oh. My so gosh, what's like, what's worship music? What's worship music? Yeah, it's not the same. We were talking about this as well. Um, that it's not the same as all the songs that you hear on K Love or Spirit so FM, the, which depending on who you are. So some a lot of, of the songs that you would hear, right? <laughs> oh, you're going to Hall School. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going real localized. Right, right. If you live more oh, than yeah, like yeah, yeah. two miles from here, <laughs> nobody true. knows where it is. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Some other people listening going, 88.3, you mean the sports channel? <laughs> My brain mean, just went, if you're you within mean like... NPR? Right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. So like there's a difference then in worship music and 
Christian music, right? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So majority of what you hear on the radio, what is it? Um, probably Christian music and not worship music. Some what's, of it is worship music. What's the difference? Oh, it's so hard to word, but I feel like Christian music is, yeah, it's about God and that's cool, but a lot of it is more personal. Like it's telling some sort of like personal story for someone. Um, whereas like you wouldn't do a song like that on a Sunday morning because not everyone is going to be able to respond through that song. It's more of like if the worship leader's leading it. I mean, I've led songs like this before where I'm leading it and I'm like, this is not, this is more like telling some sort of story and not really one that's like, oh, wow, God, like let me lift my hands and right, worship right. you sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So worship music then and then why we choose what we choose. Right. And then the vast majority of the hymns are sort of we as a people. Right singing to God, yes. right? So we as a people singing to God about God, right? Yes. To him, yes. right? About him. And then the, the the ones that ends up being sort of Christian ones that we wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. use in a worship right. setting, not to say that we wouldn't, that they're not good or anything, right. or they communicate the truth or whatever, right, it's, right. it's that they are more a person singing about God, right. sometimes to him, but, but a lot of times not. Like a lot of times it's his personal piece of singing about him, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what those songs end up being. Um, and so, like, we will use those. We were talking about this before. We will use those in, a, like, a feature moment yeah. or a time where you want people right. to not necessarily stand and worship together, right. but to sit and – or stand and, like, reflect, right? Because right? it ends up being this personal moment. And, and so, but this can be hard to this can be hard to delineate. So yes. I think what I think what Chloe's saying is is the big mass highway here, and there's right. going to be outliers. Right. The big mass highway is when a group of people can sing this same stuff yes. to God Himself, which yes. is the big, which is the worship part about Him. That's where most of that worship music falls. Right. But every now and then you can have something. So I was sitting here thinking about a hymn that is sounds kind of personal, but. I can see why now, after we talk through this, why it could be, why it is a worship song that people would sing all together. Like, you know the old school hymn, This Is My Story, This Is My Song, Praising My Savior All the Day Long, you know what I'm talking about? That sounds quite personal. Like, if you just read those lyrics, it's like, this is my story. So it sounds personal. But... Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, right? So then it becomes this universal thing. Yeah. And it's about praising God, right? right? So it's talking about him. So like that one's clearly talking about him, but I think it also is directed towards him. Right. That makes any sense. Does that makes sense. So the song that keeps popping in my head, are we allowed to like name yeah, names? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So we were saying earlier that like Casting Crown's a great band, like been around forever yeah, and they will probably continue to be around right. forever. Um, great band. But the song like I keep thinking, or just like a lot of their songs, Christ, they are Christian songs. They are about God, but they are not ones that you would sing in church. Like, um, yeah, as song, collectively, like, like yes, you wouldn't sing them yes. together. Yeah, as yeah, a big yeah. Group. You wouldn't be like, let's open up and worship and sing this song together. It's more of one that like those are the songs like you could say like the offering moment or something, right, you know, right, like right, a special right. song. Special song. Um, yeah. But the one that I keep thinking of is if we are the body great mm-hmm. song, but it's like, it starts off like telling the story it's crowded in worship and this person slips in. And if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Like that's not, that's great. Lyrically incredible. Yeah. However, it's not one that you're going to be standing in worship going, yeah, right, right. We are it's the not, body. Leading, it's you not know? leading you into yes. the, Yes. Like towards God Himself, you're yes. talking to Him, and He's sort yes. of, and you're sort of like bringing up a 
an issue, bringing up a challenge to the body. Yes. But not necessarily to, or bringing up a current um, struggle. Yes. But not necessarily worship yeah. to God in that moment. Yes. And right? that is not dogging that song or that band again. I think they are awesome. They do great stuff. Yeah, they put for out sure. great music. But that's typically, I guess, I felt like maybe giving an example of one that is and one that isn't might help a little bit. It's clear as mud. Well, people, you know, when you lead a church, people are constantly coming, oh man, this song means so much to me. We should do it in church. And a lot of times it's something that is extremely it's personal. So personal like, to that them. song is brought up a lot. Yes. Right? Because they because what it's doing is it's giving you the appropriate vision of the church. Yes. Right. It's saying, hey, look, if we're supposed to be the body of Christ, yes. then why ain't we doing these things? Yeah. But that's more of a challenge to the body than it is corporate worship to God. Yes. Right? Yes. And so there's nothing wrong with the song. Matter of fact, it fits real good. So like if we were doing a series on and now this is this podcast has gone into weird direction on music, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it's messy. Right. Like say. Um, if we were doing a series on which we do all the time around here on what the church is supposed to look like, then that would be a great feature song. Right. But it wouldn't be one where everybody's going to be standing up with their hands raised, right. praising God for how awesome he is. Right. Right. Because it's more of a challenge to. Yes. Oh, yeah. It I is. It is challenging. When I think about the words, it is very yeah. challenging. However, it's not. That's not one for corporate worship. So here's where I was going with this. So tie it back. Sorry, um, I really took us off. No, you're good. The rails. So what I what it feels like to me is that those other songs are very similar to our actual prayers with God. Yes. Right? And so That's the really first part point. of all these things, right? So asking God specific questions, yeah. help me with these things. Like so the guidance that we're asking, those songs feel like they fit there. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to this last W, mm-hmm. we're talking about praising him directly to him mm-hmm. right and so it's worship this whole idea of worship at the end of of receiving from god is so important for us to turn around and go god you are awesome you are great yeah you, you know you're you're amazing yeah like the you're, you're famous is what habakkuk says yeah you know that is crucial and to me the worship music fits there so it gives us i'm just trying to give us a better understanding yeah. of what i mean when i yes. say we're concluding this thing with worship, right? right. This fifth W is worship. Right. Because the whole point is to go, God, you're awesome that you would want to have a relationship with me. God, yes. you're awesome that you are answering me, that you speak to me, that you give me mm-hmm. guidance, that you know everything, that you know that you're everywhere at all times. You know, mm-hmm. all these things where we're drawing back to um, giving him praise is mm-hmm. the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we talk through worship at the end of this, the worship is the W that fits. But I would probably say that we praise him. Mm-hmm. And we thank him because praise and thanks go together, right? Worship and thanks go together. Worship yeah. and thanksgiving go together. Prayer and thanksgiving go together. Notice it in scripture, right? Is because there is automatic thanks and reverence and appreciation and wow and awe and wonder that God would speak to us, give us guidance, care, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let, let's just face it. Those specific questions that we asked, we talked about this, that you've got to actually know that God cares about you or you won't even ask the questions to begin with. Yeah. And so when he ends up answering these back, you're just turning it at the end back into worship of going, man, I can't believe you care. Mm-hmm. Like you're just so awesome that you would care. And that's going to keep this conversation going is the whole point, right? Yeah. And so that your prayer doesn't end with amen. Right. I got it. I'm going to go do what you told me. Amen. <laughs> right. Right. It is a conclusion piece of God, you're awesome. Right. And that's what we want to do. I mean, if you think through what's happening in this. If God actually speaks back to you, which he will, he speaks back to you, you would want to go, oh, my gosh, 
Yeah. You're awesome that you would want to speak back to me. Right. Right. And then that's going to go, that's going to lead into God going, confirming back to you again. Yes, right. I do. I love you. Bring your stuff to me. And then that's you going, okay, I will. And then you bring it back again. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it creates this cycle is right. the whole point. So this this last W just basically has a, a nice arrow. When you worship at the end, it puts an arrow on it that points you back to, mm-hmm. go back to and withdraw some more. Right. Yeah. And wait some more. You know, and it just makes a cycle. And so. I think, as you were saying that, I think maybe part of the reason that when people think worship, they think the music is because it can put words to feelings that you're having towards God. Like you're amazed towards God. And so you're like, oh my gosh, like how do you don't know how to verbalize it, but then you hear a song and you're like, that's, oh, yeah, that's how it. I'm feeling. Right, right. And then you're like, oh yeah. You know, like then you get into it. <laughs> we talked about that in part. One of these was, I think it was in Wait, that one of the things you do is you put on some worship music yeah. or something because yeah. there's a natural calming yeah. to the soul that happens from it. But it's included it's, but not limited to. <laughs> yeah, but it puts it, it helps put words to yeah. what you're feeling and thinking. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Um, so anyway, that's our wrap-up of um, how to receive it. So let's go through it one more time, and then we're going to end this bad boy. And I'm yes. pretty sure this is the last one the of last us talking the longest through, one. hearing from God. So that's because we went on a tangent. Right. And I burped in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really threw us off, huh? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> So you, if you want to receive the guidance from God that you're asking, this is predicated on the fact that you are actually asking, all right? So this is predicated on the fact that you're actually going to God with, God, I need help with this. Tell me what to do here. Guide me here. What's my next step? What does this mm-hmm. look like? What do I say? You know, whatever. Do I take this job? Do I date this guy? Whatever it may be um, that you're asking. Then So the five W's is you withdraw, you get by yourself, mm-hmm. you wait, you calm yourself down, and you sit there for a little while. Right, and then you watch. So you're thinking of how he's going to answer you. You're, you're opening up your spiritual eyes and ears. You write it down. Right, write down the prayers that you're asking. Also, write down his answers. Mm-hmm. And then you worship. You thank him. You praise him that he would want to talk to little peant us. Mm-hmm. Right, little minuscule us, little finite us. He would want to talk mm-hmm. to us. So you worship, and then that hopefully will create in us a cycle. To do it more consistently. Yeah. And then the goal would be as we continue to do this, prayer becomes something that is natural communication all the time, mm-hmm. right? All the yeah. time. That everything's back to God in prayer. Everything's a communication. Everything's a conversation. Right. Um, I sat with a pretty well-known worship leader um, last week. Um, his name is Carlos Whitaker. Some of you would know him before. He's been a big creative in the church world and a worship leader. He was a worship leader at um, uh, North Point with Andy Stanley for a long time. And anyway, um, that name sounds so familiar. It so I'm making familiar. a face. You'll know him. Like, You'll know him. Um, and anyway, Carlos said that he's in his life. He's just gotten to this point now where he's trying to talk to God all the time. And so when he's walking through an airport or he's walking through a restaurant or something, he's got his earbuds in. And so people think he's listening to music or talking to somebody on the phone because he's talking back, but really he's just talking to God. And so he's just trying to talk to God at all these random moments where, you know, you're waiting, you're going somewhere, you're walking through something. Um, He's just trying to talk to God. That's the, the key here. And I think worship helps kick you into being in communication with him all the time. Yeah. So. 
Anyway, That's there we go. Stuff. We have no idea what's coming up next in the Macy Walk podcast. Yeah, so we don't know we what the series will be next. So stay tuned. It'll be coming out. No clue. Next week. So stay tuned. Um, thanks for joining us. I was going to say one last thing. Yeah, feel free. I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. I was just going to say this episode was a bigger bite-sized piece. This is the type of bite that you take when you're little and your this mom would say, don't one? take that big of a bite. You're going to choke. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a bigger, bigger bite. It's still bite-sized, I guess. But You can um, skip at least half the stuff we said. <laughs> No, maybe someone. I was just trying to make sure that we understood what was trying to be said because it felt clear as mud in my head. Yeah, it does. So out loud, it might have been clear as mud. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us again next week when we talk about something. We're not really sure what, but stay tuned and we'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.